Unfortunately, the majority of the financial services industry is more focused on clever marketing than actual sound investments. Welcome to episode 35 of Heads Up on Money. Be wary of false promises in financial services. everyone and welcome to episode 35 of the podcast and hello to the 1st of March. I can't believe it is now March. I feel like it's just been a few weeks since I recorded my episode on gifting before Christmas. Not quite sure where the time is going. Anyway, hope everything is well with you all. Things are, as always, fun but busy with me Getting up to the tax year end now, so doing quite a few things for clients to make sure we are using the freebies we have available to us before we enter the new tax year in April. Anyway, back to today's episode. So this one is uh, an interesting one. Given that I work in financial services and have done for many years, and given I am a financial advisor, financial planner, whatever you want to call me... I'm going to be frank with everyone here in that I think that the majority of the financial services industry is, quite frankly, full of bullshit. And that is really coming from my perspective of seeing this through a professional lens, is that the majority of the industry is the product of clever marketing, over-promises, expensive offices, flashy suits, and all of this is just hot air. Most of the time, you can ignore it. If you stick to the fundamental principles that I instill in this podcast and do with my clients, then if you disregard the majority of the noise that's out there, That will pay dividends in the long term for your financial plan. Marketing departments within things like fund managers, pension providers, DIY investment platforms, it's all geared towards capturing your short-term attention and promising you something easy and quick and over-promising it. So what I'm talking about here is you see it all the time. There are adverts on earning a, a guaranteed income or a dependable income in retirement that never goes down or wealth preservation. Whatever glossy language they dress these things up around, you can be certain of one thing is that the underlying fees underpinning that will be exorbitant. And in financial services... We focus far too much around investment returns and what returns is this fund going to deliver? What returns have you delivered over the last five years? Well, we rarely drill down into the costs. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we don't know how markets are going to perform. We know over the long term they have historically done well. And if we are sensible and remove our emotions from the investment journey, we will ride on the coattails of capitalism and stock markets to benefit. 
But the reality is that the thing we do know, the thing we do have a certain measure of right now is costs. And I would wager that for many people, you've no idea what level of costs you're paying. And whether that is the underlying fund costs that you're invested in, a fund manager will be taking their cut. You will probably be holding your investments on an investment platform and they may have a fixed percentage rate that they take. They may be subject to additional charges for different individual wrappers within the platform, so like pensions or ISAs. These costs all add up. And as I've said before, quite often the underlying principles that they all abide by are founded on the basis of overpromising and waving a very attractive carrot for you. And they do that because when it comes to our finances and generally as humans, we want short-term gain. We want to see the benefit of our actions sooner. So when I say to clients, we're going to open a pension, we're going to put you into a fairly boring portfolio that historically has done what it said it will do, you're not going to get carried away with lots of costs, but just leave it to tick along. And over the long term, hey presto, you've done better than 99.5% of investors out there. Well, contrast that with a false overpromise that says we can deliver 7% a year every year. and We've done that. And in five years time, you'll get your full capital back. And it's held with this fund manager who's got a star record and they've always managed to predict which companies to invest in. They're confident that Japanese equity stocks are undervalued at the moment and this is a fantastic time to be buying. And this is presented to you in a glossy brochure with some fund management house that is based in Canary Wharf in London and paying through the nose, rents, and who's picking up that rental tab? You bet you are as the end investor. These people, these firms, are not interested in your long-term wealth management journey. They just want to take their cut. And by dangling the short-term carrot, it becomes appealing to us. We are human. Of course we are. But my summary today is that there is so, so much waffle and distractions out there that is basically financial rubbish. And the investing principles I stick to with my clients are really founded on the basis of keeping it really simple. Why is it in life that we think that added complexity means better? Why can it not be that by relying on the foundations and evidence and keeping costs restricted, why is that not the better outcome? Why is simplicity perceived negatively? Well, I would argue that keeping things simple is actually more complex than doing something imaginative, creative or different with your money. So my tip to you, dear money nerds, is be sensible when you are reacting to short-term promises in the media and just second-guess everything you are reading. If you're reading an article about some trader who has made an overnight success of themselves through Bitcoin, 
you can guarantee there are countless examples of people who have not had that success. Why is it we're just reporting the major success stories? So it's all about just keeping it simple. Why do you have to overcomplicate things? And that's really, really difficult to do. And that's why I'm in the job I'm in, is because I know I can address these things objectively and say to clients, trust me, and I will rein in your human behavior and avoid you making these costly mistakes that most people do. Don't get your head turned by flashy sales promotions that seem too good to be true, because more often than not, they are too good to be true. And these products that are sold to you in promotions, they, as I've said, are based on clever marketing. They touch upon pain points in people, apprehensions we have around creating a nest egg for retirement or worried that you're not going to have enough to pass to your children. They touch upon your emotions and it's all clever marketing. There are marketing departments in these fund management houses that are full of very, very skilled professionals who can tap into the emotions that you worry about when it comes to your money. But if you look under the bonnet, the actual investments within that, I would wager that nine and a half times out of 10, they will be expensive solutions that are doing very little for your financial independence. And instead, you're just paying for that company to have a nice office in the middle of London. So there we go. That might seem a bit of a jaded take on financial services. Now, don't get me wrong. There are lots of great people out there in financial services that do really good things for clients. It is not all bad, but trust me when I say money nerds, there's a lot, a lot of guff out there that you need to avoid. Quite often, these things are just sales, 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 and that should never be the case when it comes to something as important to you as your money. So next time you see the advert, next time you read the article in the Sunday Times, remember what I've said to you today. Does it seem too good to be true? Is this just flashy marketing? And am I being distracted by short-termism when in reality I just need to take a step back and really go with a boring, simple plan? It might not set the world of light, But trust me, over the long time period, you will have the last laugh. And that is something you are in control of. Okay, there we are. That is the end of this episode. My pessimistic take on the financial services industry in the UK. I hope you've enjoyed that one and it's given you some food for thought. You know what I would do right now is maybe have a look at some of your existing investments. Look at the platforms you're holding them on. How much are you actually paying in fees and what are you getting underneath the bonnet? Is it just hot air? Because as I've said, you don't need to overcomplicate things. Those that overcomplicate are the ones that are left behind. So keep it simple, stupid. That is the acronym I will leave you with today. 
K-I-S-S, keeping it simple, stupid. Okay, that's a wrap. I'll see you next week on the podcast. Have a wonderful week in the meantime. And if you do have time, dear money nerd, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a rating or a review as it gets the podcast up the charts and we get financial wisdom out to more people. And we can avoid more people making these mistakes and paying unnecessary marketing costs because that is what they are. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.